Hey, everybody out there, wherever you are, appreciate uh, you joining me for our fifth podcast. Uh, I know that we've talked about some, some different formats. I actually made some progress lately, so I think that that's you know, actually going to happen, which is, is always a good thing when I turn out to uh, be correct in saying, uh, or actually rather doing what I say I'm going to do. So here we go. We're going to uh, have a little bit uh, shorter one, I feel, today, but uh, it's going to hit on a couple of things that, I, I've, that I've been doing in my life. It's going to be a little bit different uh, from the standpoint of not necessarily that uh, three-tiered format. So if you're a big fan of that, uh, you'll get a little bit of flavor of that towards the end, but uh, <clears throat> we, won't, uh, we won't necessarily stay true to that. Uh, so I guess the good thing is is that it's not going to be too monotonous uh, to hear the same thing over and over again. We'll just uh, we're gonna see how it goes. We're gonna we're gonna play with it a little bit and uh, and just see what happens. Uh, first of all, I want to say um, thanks to all the people that are, are very are super encouraging with this. Um, I've gotten a lot of uh, feedback from folks that they do enjoy it. So. Thank you to them. That's a uh, big motivator to to help me stay on track with this. It's something I actually do enjoy, and uh, you know, I, I think when we start uh, having some conversations with some people, that's going to be uh, good too. I'm, I'm interested to kind of see how that how that works out, but uh, it may be a hybrid uh, kind of deal where I I stay with this format. You know, I think there's there's some value in and me just kind of talking to myself in a room uh, to, to get my thoughts out about things that I see. But uh, we'll, anyway, we'll see. I'll beat that to death. Okay. So the two things we're going to talk about today, I, I got back from a conference in New Orleans uh, last weekend, which, of course, it's Wednesday now, so uh, I fully recovered, I, I think. And uh, just going to get my thoughts out about that. Uh, and then um, I've I really made an effort to not bring up the same themes over and over again. But I, I don't know necessarily. Well, I think it's two factors. I think one, there's just, um, there's, there is, it's easy for reporters and for the, the news cycle out there to keep up with the big names. So when you're talking about big names, you're talking about, you know, the Berkshire uh, Chase and, and Amazon partnership and then what Amazon's doing independently and then now what is Apple doing, what they're doing. And, you know, one, Apple knows how to really generate a lot of press. Um, and so uh, Apple came out and made an announcement about their what they're going to do with the data that they don't even have yet. Um opening up to to partnerships so we're going to talk about that but anyway I'm I'm, I'm going to try not to uh, dominate this these conversations or these these episodes with with the with the players but you know at the same time I think it's it's really a double-edged sword one you're going to uh, you're going to see if these people are going to be the disruptors that they're claiming that they're going to be or at least that the that the that the newcomers, new to the party, HIT crowd, uh, 
thinks that the market is so easily disrupted. I'm not going to say it's easily disrupted, but, but they think that, that there's this disruption that these companies can bring to the market. And, and we're just going to see. Um, which, you know, leads us back to the first back to the first topic and we'll kind of jump right in uh, with the uh, conference that I went to. It was called the the uh, HIT Expo, H-I-T Expo. And this was their first ever year. It, it was very um, different, um, both what they how they said that it was different on purpose and then too from, you know, HIMS is probably the most famous uh, healthcare IT conference. And, you know, so obviously it was it was different on purpose from the standpoint of EMRs were not sponsors of the event. Um, Paul Black was there, who is the CEO of Allscripts, and kind of gave an hour um, discussion with uh, you know other people up on stage. Uh, let me see, I find that name. I don't know why I close this, but anyway. There was a so there was a good discussion with with uh, different different topics. So let me tell you a little bit about who put it on. Uh, John Lynn and Colin Hung, who run um, health, a healthcare scene blog, uh, and they uh, are active on Twitter. I'm active on Twitter as well, and and kind of created this community. Uh, where there's a lot of discussions and a lot of different uh, people that come in. And, and the reason I like Twitter is very much a peer-to-peer relationship. Um, so whether you're a CEO or uh, an HL7 analyst or a help desk support tech, uh, there is a lot of um, uh, peer-to-peer uh, conversations going on around that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the... The conference was very nice. It was very good. Uh, came started, uh, you know, they had a, a pre-conference kind of think tank, and that was all uh, very good. I liked uh, I liked the format. You know, we talked about patient engagement, and there was a, a big discussion around that, a big panel uh, on patient engagement that was very interesting. Uh, it made me think that all of this push for patients to be more involved. You know, there's a lot of conversations out there that the patients should be the center of the care team. Uh, and, and that's really what's going to drive PHRs uh, to be possible. There's been a lot of efforts where PHR is a personal health record. Basically think about an, an EHR in the, uh, on the scene, but, but you know, where the EHR is for the clinician, the PHR is going to be for the patient. Same data sets. Uh, so, PHRs, you know, Google had one, Microsoft had one with their health fault, and, and they failed. And I can tell you why. They failed because of a lack of interoperability. They both came out there with, a, you know, the way that you were going to get data into the system is if a patient actually keyed it in. Well, so that, that kind of plays at two two, uh, pieces of information that you don't always know. One, that the patient has the data to key in, and they don't. And two, that they have the competency to understand how to key it in or what's important uh, of the raw data that they have to to put it in. So they were doomed from the start, first of all. And and then secondly, there's no market. There was no market desire to pay for it. So there was never really a business model to keep it going. 
So that's, you know, now we're trying to weave everything back together. That's where Apple comes in and, and makes a lot of what they're doing interesting because it's probably, you know, what Apple's doing, it really is going to be a PHR. Uh, there was a lot of good people there at the at the uh, at the uh, conference. You had uh, people like uh, Shahid uh, Shah, um, Rasu Shretha. If I say that right or if I'm wrong, he's he is the head of chief innovation officer at UPMC. He is also on the was appointed to the VA board of In- innovation. Uh, so we'll see if he is able to bring. Uh, a lot to bear a lot of the initiatives that UPMC did to become a very very interoperable uh, environment uh, into the VA. I'm, I'm somewhat skeptical. I think that it's going to be theoretically nice. The implementation is going to be super tough just because there's going it's going to be so fragmented, you know, as the VA kind of I'm not, they're not going to privatize, but you're going to have more and more people uh, in the periphery trying to interconnect with with Cerner now thinking that it's going to be easier and and now there's also a push at the VA for these open APIs so there's going to be this attempt and I just don't think the VA is structured for all this connectivity um, for a lot of different reasons but uh, you know there's a lot of privacy and, and security concerns the VA, the VA <clears throat> is a big repository and so there's going to be a lot of a lot of knocks on that door to try to to try to sneak some data out. One of the things at the conference that I thought was really interesting was there was a, a, a guy there, Sonny Tara, uh, for, that lives in Las Vegas, and what he's done is really is a disruptor in his own right because he's looking at uh, how can patients uh, be or operate or be treated like the the customers in the gaming industry. You know, how do you create loyalty to providers, to systems? It's very much like uh, customer loyalty uh, in the casinos in Las Vegas. And so he, he brought a really great perspective, and it was very interesting to look at how what he did in gaming and how he interrupted or disrupted the natural workflows at the casino and how it really brought good results and I think that's something that we should uh, look at and 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 think of because I, I think a lot of the pushback to innovation you know and I, and I have seen this in the past whether I'm going in and implementing a new EHR or uh, in the my company today uh, that's going in and really uh, putting in a lot of deep communication between departments that may uh, end up influencing workflows. How does that possible change to to the workflows or to your day to day? You know, where how do you deal with the 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 people? You know, the end users, the people that are actually going to do make the change. How are how are they affected by that? And so what, you know, and, and you really need to be able to bring uh, some credibility to the marketplace so that you're not constantly trying to um, uh, fight, you know, every, 
every scratch and every step of, uh, of the way because, you know, healthcare are slow adopters for a reason. It's because if you look at the all of the uh, the organization as a whole, technology is a lot of times looks at, looked at as a workflow inhibitor. And so you need to kind of sell what your solution is going to do and how it's going to help uh, the nurse or the provider uh, do their job. So it's it was interesting to hear uh, you know, different perspectives from outside the industry uh, come in and kind of give their their workflow perspective. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know whether this was because of the conference or whether this was because of, you know, the speaker themselves or just the, the crowd. It was a very different kind of HIT crowd. But the general feeling I got kind of walking away from that is that we may be seeing the, the, top, the peak of the EHR's influence and EHR companies' influence inside the total healthcare ecosystem. What some things that I heard over and over again was <clears throat> that the EHR can't do everything that's needed, and and I think that's you know pretty much an obvious statement. But I think it's something that now if you, now people are starting to say it enough that it's actually going to start leading to some actions. I think this 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 API push that I you know constantly heard is you know whether you're talking about an API from Fire or custom APIs or wh- whatever it is, uh, you know the the lesson that you should hear every time you hear API is work taking place outside of the EHR. And so if we really think about what the EHR is supposed to be, is just you know. First and foremost, the legal record. Then, you know, APIs are a methodology to lead you away from all of this work being captured and done inside the EHR. Now, what you're going to start getting, you know, is pushback and, and something else that was that I heard, and and I don't think they necessarily understood the paradox. Um, at the same time, is you have the same crowd that shouts, you can't do everything in the EHR, and then at the next breath you hear, but I'm not going to log into anything else. <laughs> so I don't necessarily know how you square that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, there's a lot of going on with, with OAuth and single sign-on, and so, you know, you can not trick, but... You can slip over into another application sometimes and not necessarily know it, and I think that's probably what what they really mean when they say I don't want to I don't want to work in anything outside my EHR. I think what that means is it's on you to handle the login and the patient context and the data getting back into the EHR. Uh, it has to be completely transparent. The provider's going to do no extra work. You're not going to get any help. They'll click on some things, but really the clicks have to be, or you know, they're counting clicks. I came from a, an ambulatory EHR, and it was kind of funny to me, but you know, I'm sure it's just what it is. Basically, uh, when you when you are selling directly to care providers, uh, you know, clicks are currency. So, and and it's like a golf game. So the fewer clicks, the more currency that you have, and evidently. 
I wouldn't want this job. Somebody's out there counting clicks in order to make something happen. Okay, last two last two points that I'm going to make on this because I've been talking to, about this for a while now. Uh, one of the kind of things to keep up with from at least, especially from an, an HIT side, if you're an industry kind of insider and you work just in tech and you don't necessarily see a lot of the patient-facing side of this. Patients and patient advocates are a real thing. They're here. They're not going away. Uh, I think you're only going to see them become more and more powerful when you look at the rise of the ACO and at-risk contracts. Uh, Their influence is only going to increase, and they are starting to demand a seat at the table uh, for a lot of these discussions. So uh, I imagine the demand is going to be very soon for a lot of these uh, healthcare IT companies to start having a patient-facing end of that. And again, it falls into the Apple discussion, whether you go with a partner like an Apple that's going to handle your patient-facing end, uh, is coming, and you, you just got to get ready. And then finally, there's a, um, again, I, I mentioned uh, Shahid uh, Shahid. Had a lot of good things to say. Go look him up. He's on Twitter. He, um, you know, has is very, very well articulated. Has a, cuts through the BS very nicely, and kind of gets down to it, and and really wants a lot of honesty in these discussions. Now, you know, acute care facilities need to admit to the limitations of their impact to patient care. Um, you know, but also said that innovation is really being hurt right now by clinical leadership, uh, healthcare leadership that keeps looking for these enterprise solutions. And and again, that's you know really got me thinking that this single vendor, uh, one stop solution for everything is is going away. You know, I, I think you know I don't want to be a sandwich board guy out there saying that the world's going to end. But I really just said, I'm telling you that the the trending now is to, um, you know, think when I went to business school in the late 90s, you know, the hot trend, especially coming out of the dot-com boom or the dot-com bust, rather, or getting into the dot-com bust, was this mass customization theory. Uh, and, you know, because I guess healthcare is such a low uh, or slow adopter, I mean, 20 years later, this is kind of what's getting into Healthcare now, you know, if you think about that's really what precision medicine is, is mass customization. Uh, so it's going to be something that everybody has to get ready for and and really kind of figure out what their play is going to be and how they're going to be ready for that market. So uh, and overall, it was very good. Uh, it had a good turnout, looked like, for the very first time. Be interested to see kind of uh what the crowd looks like from year two to year one. But uh, look it up. Go out there. There's a hashtag, HIT Expo. Uh, Look at a lot of the tweets hanging out around there. You'll see a bunch from me. Um, But uh, it was was interesting, and it was something that was definitely... it, it was it was a good a good different uh, conference not a lot of commercials but uh so we'll wind it up on that and then uh, take just a break catch our breath and then uh, talk about Apple Okay, so I guess if uh, 
this may be what you were waiting for. Uh, so maybe the the last little segment there there was kind of the uh, the forced the vegetables, and now here comes the dessert. The discussion about apples. So it's it's interesting. I, I really like to get some feedback on kind of what people think about uh, where they think apples going to end up in this. But here's the here's the news story. Obviously, it was announced uh, from the apples uh, release that they're opening up their repository to third party app development. So uh, Apple is going to go out there and pull <clears throat> pull this data down. Patients are, the way that I understand it, patients are going to go in there and, and give the consent and the authorization through the app uh, into this, you know, almost like a patient portal-like type um, authentication. <laughs> And then go into uh, allow Apple to pull the data down from from the EHR, and so it's going to sit on these Apple servers, huge repository. In my mind, it's going to be fairly large. <clears throat> I don't know that it's going to be larger than uh, some of these HIEs out there. You know, the one thing Apple's got planned for it's going to be a little bit more geographically diverse than an HIE, just because it's not going to be regionally based they've already got partners on you know on both coasts so it's going to be one of those things to kind of look for how many people are really going to get signed on with this uh, so you know if you if apple has done nothing and i'm not going to say they they've done nothing but they're not showing what they're doing is that they they know how to get press you know amazon and apple have large companies their their investor base is huge their stock prices are big amazon and apple have done a lot for general consumerism and and the end consumer in america i don't think anybody can deny that this is a much different market and uh you know maybe everybody has said that when apple and or amazon came into their market but uh it is it is a different market, so we're going to see. So, so <clears throat> I'm going to kind of break this down into two different categories, and then you know, general discussion will follow. So, this is what we know: partnerships, although they're they're individual partnerships, are somewhat geographically heterogeneous, just because they're different areas. They're really they're still limited. I mean, you're looking at really urban areas. Um, the systems have, are multiple hospital systems, but if you compare it to, you know, what percent of the total hospital market they're in, I don't even know if they're above 10% of total hospitals. You know, there are only two EHRs involved that I'm aware of. All of the customers that they've announced are either Epic or Cerner shops. So, you know, you're talking about a large part of the EHR market but when you look at you know total data stored, uh, total patient data stored, it's significant. But we'll see. And then what we do know is that, in, in, or at least what I what I'm looking at when I see this is, what's Apple's real play in this? I think that Apple is trying to be sticky with their customers, and that once you once they've got your health data, I'm, I'm, I feel like Tim Cook thinks that he's got you for life. 
So, and that's really going to be a good question to ask. And I don't know, they're not much into answering questions. I think this is really some one-way communication right now. But when we're allowed to ask questions, it'll be interesting to see how bidirectional this information is. I mean, uh, the assumption is that Samsung is going to come out with something like this pretty soon. Somebody will. Amazon, so let's say Amazon is going to come out with a PHR. How easy is it going to be for me to take my data from Apple and go to Amazon? How easy is it going to be to take your data from Amazon and go to Apple? So that's one of the, some of the things we don't know. Other things that we don't know. In the organizations that have signed up to work with Apple, is any of this data, what is this data going to be? Is it all going to be acute information, meaning basically data that, you, that was recorded while you were in the hospital? Where is all this ambulatory data going to happen? A vast majority of patient care days. So if you think about all the days that you're talking to a healthcare professional and there's days of data, you know, dates where data is being recorded around you, I'd say it's vastly closer to, you know, a magnitude of 10 to 1. There's 10 days of ambulatory or, you know, when you go to the doctor, when you, for a well visit, for a checkup, for, you know, a sinus infection, for an ear infection, go to urgent care. You know, that data is vastly outnumbered as far as episodes to the times that you've been to the ER. You know, you can probably, if you're a relatively healthy person, you can probably count the number of times you've been to the ER on one hand. Uh, for your entire life. You probably, you know, if you do the right thing, I'm not going to put myself in that position, but if you do the right thing and you go to the doctor like you're supposed to for your wellness checks and everything like that, you you know, if you're... Women go to the doctor at least once a year. Men go to the doctor, you know, once every other year or so, probably on average. And so, you know, and then you've got your little sicknesses here and there. I mean, so that's where the real data is, is on the ambulatory side. I mean, and that's not even talking about when we start getting into these ACO, fee-for-value kind of scenarios. I mean, so let me, you know, I, I will admit my bias from a standpoint of I am not in love with a lot of Apple from a... Uh, business model standpoint not a business model from their from their projected standpoint projected um, identity uh, I, I, it's just something rubs me the wrong way about it so I, I'm probably overly skeptical from the beginning but there's just we we don't know what the stated objectives of Apple are you know saying that you're a disruptor is not you know, uh, it's it's not it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a nothing term. Saying that you're a disruptor is like you know, climate change. <laughs> there, you know, climate change is you're right as long you know only if the weather doesn't change at all. Either way, up or down, climate change is proven true. Well, being a market disruptor is proven true. If you make any impact, I mean, Apple, by their sheer size and their push in the consumer market, if they do anything consumer facing in healthcare, they will be a disruptor. Will they improve outcomes? Who knows? Will they uh, be a long lasting disruptor? Will they be a fundamental disruptor? Will they be a disruptor for good? 
Who knows? We don't know. We, there's so much out there that we don't know that we can't uh, find out. And that's why I struggle to continue talking about them with all this information drip and drab coming out, you know, that we just don't know. You know, something else we don't know. Will participants know when new facilities come on? You know, you've got 75% of your data at one of these 13 hospitals, you know, and then, but you've got this other data over here. How are you going to know to go out, to go to Apple and add your 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 account from this other hospital if you remember uh to to the apple uh, repository if you don't know that they're now a partner what if you moved away what if apple only says you know promotes in the geographical area where they were that they've signed up you know it's going to be you know what are the mechanics in all of this you know how's ha apple going to handle identity management you know, if you just have a username and password, are you going to be able to log in and pull everything down? You know, how are you going to separate uh, <clears throat> looking at your data versus looking at your mother's data? Your data versus looking at your child's data? Uh, you know, we, you know, how are you going to handle that? Is that going to be handled inside the app? You know, it's just so many, so many questions around that. Is Apple going to have a very easy way for you to come in and look at who's looked at your data? Are you going to be able to share your data outside of this app? Not with just the third-party developers, but what about with health coaches, patient advocates, with uh, social workers, with you know your ambulatory doctors? What if your ambulatory doctors don't participate? How are you going to be able to share this? You know, and and you know, I'm going to kind of wrap this up. This was a really quick discussion, but, you know, because I think this is all this warrants at this point. This is kind of the the biggest alarm that I'm going to raise. I saw a screenshot of what I perceived was a medical reconcil medication re reconciliation screen. That's super scary to me because how's that data getting in there? If it's only from acute care and it's the meds that you're leaving the facility with, people are going to get into a, a, a false sense of security that this is all they're taking. And while I am super in favor of people not taking these Walmart sacks of drugs with their 20 pill bottles to their doctor's appointments so the medical reconciliation happens with a, you know, I know doctor's offices don't have super trained people anymore, but, you know, there's at least somebody there with some training looking at these pill bottles, asking you when the last time you took it, asking you when the last time you got it refilled, you know. And then you do some sort of medical reconciliation. If, if these doctor's offices or, or some places start relying on this repository, for medical re for medication re reconciliation, I don't, you know, we're, you're going to have issues. You're going to have either an allergy drug interaction or you're going to have a drug drug interaction, which is probably a lot more possible because there's going to be something that's not on that list list, and and people are going to feel like because they've got their data on Apple, oh, I've got everything on Apple now. I signed in and here it goes. Yeah, except your cardiologist who is in another system on another EHR that's not part of this list, and there's one out of the 14 that you're taking that he only prescribed for you, 
and it's off this list, and, you know, you maybe your pharmacist catches it. I mean, and the thing is, is I wouldn't make this into a big deal if uh, there wasn't something so readily ab- uh, out there. You know, if Apple wants to be a disruptor in the market, go push on SureScripts. Go push on Doctor First. Go push on these these pharmacy aggregators out there that pull in retail pharmacy data, and then you can really know what the medications are. Then you can really know what they're taking. When was the last time it got refilled? And then that data can come in and be uh, consolidated with with the other uh, hospital information. Then you're really going to start getting uh, some good information on that. You know, but you start talking about, you know, the privacy and security end of that. And then you start talking about the identity resolution end of that. And that's some of this hard stuff that Apple, it looks like, may be trying to avoid. You know, I'm not surprised. I, I, I don't know that I would blame them. I don't wouldn't want to kind of wade into identity resolution. Daggum, that's hurting a lot of HIEs in, in hospitals out there. Uh, going back to that HIT Expo, there was a good long discussion on EMPIs. You know, and that's a, that's a hard business, you know, because it's it's something that we talked about. EMPI is not something that you can totally solve with technology. There's a lot of workflow in that, and there's a lot of of people processes and people uh, management that has to go inside an EMPI in a in a or EMPI is an enterprise master patient index. It's basically all the people. So you look at certain populations, and I implemented an EHR somewhere that had a high uh, Hispanic population, and I swear to goodness, I I think they they the 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 place probably did as good as you can. I think it was probably stereotypical for a high population like that. I plugged in Maria Rodriguez, and I, there was probably seventy five, at least. And it's just a reality, something that you got to that you that you got to deal with. How do you handle, you know, names? that are the same, birth dates that are virtually the same, uh, addresses that are off by a little bit. I mean, there's you've got the whole junior and senior where you're people living in the same same household, you know, the names are the same, you've got a junior, one's a junior, one's a senior, and the so the birthdays are the only thing that are that are different. It's 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 um it's not easy, you know. It's nice to kind of throw a, a nice press release out there with some fancy little screenshots and talk about how you're going to, uh, you know, revolutionize uh, the industry, play some Beatles music, and then kind of go off stage waving your hands to the crowd. But there's a lot of hard work to be done, so I'll uh, I'll <clears throat> I'll get off that. So we're gonna wrap it up here. Thanks, thanks everybody for taking a listen. Uh, I said this was gonna be shorter. Um, not so much. So anyway, but uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to kind of talk to you about um, about the conference that I went to. I'm excited to kind of see how this new format's going to be. We're going to be recording that on Friday, so look for that maybe uh, maybe Monday to to be out there. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different. It may not necessarily be that much about HIT. Um, uh, so I'll give you a little bit of a tease. Sure, why not? Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, physician burnout. So, and, and so EHR is going to come into that because EHR is obviously the boogeyman. But, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to have a conversation. 
So you'll have a chance to hear somebody other than me, which will automatically make it one of the better episodes that I've ever done. So um, give you something to look forward to. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and then we'll uh, I'll let you know out there when it's ready. Um, so thank you, everybody, for taking a listen once again. I just honestly want to tell you how much I appreciate all you guys um, taking a listen to this. It's very interesting to me to hear how, um, not to hear, but to know that there's kind of an audience out there that uh, that's interested in, in knowing what I hear. Hopefully I bring some value to you guys and at least give you a different perspective from uh, perspective from Alabama. So anyway, thanks so much. And uh, as always, uh, my time is up. But I do really thank you for yours.